Ladies and gentlemen, as we push forward to a long weekend, we bring in a man in the know, a man that I respect, admire, and think he has an unbelievable ethical balance when it comes to covering sports. He is on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. It is not news until Tom Withers says so, and there he is. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hey, what's happening, guys? How you doing? Good. Well, buddy, how are you? That was a big intro. Doing, I got to tell you. Doing all right. Yeah, thank you for that. And if, I, I was like, how do I feel about this guy? I'm going to tell you exactly. in the mail. <laughs> no, no check necessary, especially not from the AP. Can't do that. All right, Tom. <laughs> let's let's kind of regroup and, and just where are we with the Browns right now? I know we're looking for a defensive coordinator, but after a season of just like – it was, <laughs> it, it was one of the most intense seasons of yeah. all time, and it started way before they ever said hike. <laughs> started last March 18th, didn't it? Exactly. Um, yeah, boy, twists and turns, you name it. Um, it had it all. You know, I, I was talking to some others over the last couple of days about this. You know, the season was obviously Andy and Dan, you know, shaped by the Deshaun Watson suspension. And while we did hear Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry tell us on Monday that expectations didn't change because of the suspension, well, of course they did. I think – there was a realization that once that was in front of them, that they were going to be without their starting quarterback, the franchise quarterback that this town has been looking for for the better part of three decades, when he was going to be out for 11 games, well, that certainly changed the way everybody felt about this team. And I think it trickled down from the top right down to the players. And I, I don't want to say that the guys were kind of going through the motions, but you know, once a couple of those bad losses happened early on, particularly the, the Jets loss, and then you started to get the injuries piling up, and then you had the Miles Garrett uh, car crash on top of uh, a unit that was underperforming and, and young at some spots and playing backups in some spots. And then, uh, you know, some of the questionable play calling by Stefanski and not using uh, Nick Chubb when it, it seemed like the best thing to do would be to hand the ball to 24 in some situations. Um, not going for field goals and going for fourth downs, all those kinds of you know strategy problems that we saw as well, ended up getting them where they where they got to. And I'll be honest with you guys, I was not that surprised because when I didn't think they would go seven and ten, I thought it would be more more of like a a nine and eight, eight and nine season once the suspension came down. But let's let's be honest with with ourselves here. Once that suspension happened, everything was going to change. So that takes us to where we are right now, Tom, with them bringing in, at least that we know of, Jim Schwartz, bringing in Brian Flores for defensive coordinator uh, meetings and basically figure out who's going to be the next guy to take over. If Tom Withers had a wish list, who would be the top of that one? As a defensive coordinator? Yes. I think given where this team is at right now, and and let's just talk about the candidates that we know that are available, right? I mean, I could – you know, throw a name out there that is just, you know, pie in the sky, and that's not going to do anybody any good. I like Schwartz, and I like Schwartz from the standpoint that he's seasoned. He's been a head coach. He's been a coordinator. He's 56 years old. He's a no-nonsense guy. I think this defense needs a no-nonsense guy. I think this, this defense needs a coach who's going to stand in front of the room and tell them when they suck and tell them when they're playing well and, and leading Um, I really like Joe Woods. I think he's a terrific guy. I get the sense from his players that he was not the the fiery kind of guy that I think a defense needs. Um, I'll tell you guys this as well, that the the injury to Anthony Walker Jr., you know, I think 
had a much bigger impact than any of us really realized. And I think it was more from the standpoint of having that guy in 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 the room on the team that leads by example and is not afraid to call out his teammates. And that's not to say that Anthony Walker Jr. is the best player on the team. Far from it. But he's a guy that I think everybody respects because of the way he carries himself on and off the field. And I think the team was really devoid of that, especially on defense. And then especially in hindsight, guys, when we hear about like this Jadavion clowning mess, which was what, what, like week three or four? I don't know. If I was on a team where one of my teammates refused to go on the field, well, something's got to be done at that time. And that doesn't mean to bench him for the first three plays of the next game. I just felt like, you know, we find a lot of this stuff out in, in retrospect, and it's easy to go back and, and, and disagree or criticize the team for the way they handle things. But if those kinds of things were happening behind the scenes, I mean, it's no wonder that this season went the way it did. Yeah, it does. Like, I'm still shaking my head. A one-play suspension. Okay. <laughs> a one-draw. You're not going to start. Like, this isn't high school. Yeah. I, I just I, – I'm trying to, no. like, get my – I can't – I can't grasp it. Like, it doesn't yeah. – you know, we talk about professional like, – again, if it's high school, okay, well, you didn't get to start this week. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't get to start. But we're talking about people that went to a game in 16 below temperatures <laughs> that paid good money and still showed up for the game, and then you realize that you're probably one of your top players isn't on the field. I'm like, this is the NFL. If you don't like what somebody's doing, find them. Don't find the fans. Yeah. I was say, and it's on, really and, weird. And I, on top of that, guys, it's not like they subtracted the amount of the plays off of his contract on top of that to really make it worth something. Right. It just feels to me, guys, that, that Cleveland fans have been smart, tough, and accountable for a long time, and the team has not lived up, lived up to its own motto. It's just crazy. I, I don't know. I look at that. So right, where, do we, where do you think we go with Deshaun Watson here? Like, I, Do you think he's trending so, in the right direction going into next year? Yeah, I I do and I don't. It was such a mixed bag, wasn't it, Andy? Yes. I mean, you, know, you, watch, you, you looked at those six games, and I'm not sure what to make of it. Um, you know, I, I really wish I knew, and, and I'd like to find out exactly what the game plan was calling for in those games. I thought they got really pass-happy in the finale, and I didn't know if that was because they still wanted to see some things from Deshaun before they, you know, had to kind of put the season away. Um, you know, listen – I'll be honest. I mean, other than the second half of the Washington game, I was pretty underwhelmed by the way he played. Now, granted, you know, knocked off 700 days of rust, all those kinds of things. The first couple, you know, two, three games, I guess you can, you know, you can kind of expect that. Right. Right. But, you know, and I saw some good throws. Don't get me wrong. There were a couple of throws. We were like, okay, there's the elite quarterback. But I also go back to when he led the league in passing in 2019. I mean, he was on a four and 12 Houston team where you could put up some pretty big numbers. It's kind of like those guys that, you know, hit 43 home runs in a season and, and half of them came in the seventh inning when their team was ahead eight to two. Like, what did that really mean? What do those numbers really mean? And then when you guys look at the AFC as a, as a total and you start thinking about where Deshaun Watson slots in as far as the elite quarterbacks are concerned, is he in the top five? I'm not so sure. And this is a guy that you pay $230 million for and gave away, oh, by the way, three first-round draft picks over the year, so it, over the next three years. So it better work, and I'm not sure that it, it, it has to this point. I, I mean, I don't. It, it certainly hasn't, I should say, at this point, because you basically just wasted a whole season with him. And so, I don't know. I heard you guys were giving out grades and stuff before, and I think incomplete is the, is the right way to look at that. 
at this point. Um, I, and I don't know where it goes. And, you know, listen, once he gets on the field in September, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about, well, you know, that's only his seventh game in the last 940 days. So there's still going to be those issues. And, oh, by the way, there's still the legal stuff that's kind of hanging over him. You know, he's going to be deposed for another civil lawsuit coming up. And there's going to be a trial this spring. So, you know, I, I'm always one that kind of looks at, okay, is, is this story over or is there another right-hand turn coming here? So, uh, you know, I guess, Andy, I, I just I just don't know where it's going. I, I, I do like what I have seen. I do think the guy potentially could be the quarterback that gets them out of this hole, but they're still back. They're still back where they were, let's be honest. All right, so it, it, while we're talking about this, I, I have this flashback to the last – you were in Pittsburgh, right, for the last game? Correct. Okay. So, oh, no, I, no, no, know, no, this past weekend, no. No, 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 I, no for, the, for the Browns' last game. Okay, gotcha. You, you did go to the game or you didn't go? Did not go to the game. Oh, okay, because no. I was trying to get a feel. It's still – whether you were there or not doesn't it, – it, like, this is a team that takes pride in saying – we, you know, each game is a unique opportunity, right? right? Each play is a unique opportunity. And I can't get it out of my head that at the end of the game against Pittsburgh, there's four and a half minutes to go. They're down 14, and there was zero sense of urgency. I might be the only person still talking about that or thinking about that. And I, I got to be honest, I let it go for a couple of days. And then I was just wondering because I thought, well, maybe because the Dolphins made their kick and the, everyone knew the Steelers were out that – now all yeah. of a sudden you've got a 14-point lead and it means absolutely nothing. And so yeah. maybe that was it. I, I I don't know. I just I'm, – I'm, I hate to say it. I thought they played really hard towards the end of the season with the Washington game and in the beginning of the Pittsburgh game I was okay with it. But as the game went on, I just thought yeah. – I'm not a big fan of saying teams quit, but, man, that last drive when they needed two touchdowns, it just – it didn't matter. I know in real life it, it didn't matter either, but that's not what I yeah. want to see – on a team that takes every play as a unique opportunity. Andy, I couldn't believe he took sacks on the last two plays of his season. Yes. I mean, throw the ball away, throw it, throw it up, do something, you know? And you know, the other thing too, is you could tell that, I mean, there's still a lot this, this team has to work out in terms of him being back there. I mean, whether it's the offensive line holding or guys being down the field, I mean, he was holding onto the ball too long at times. Now, listen, uh, it's a fresh start this next season, right? But it's, but it's also a fresh start with different expectations, right? I mean, the the seat is going to be as hot as it's ever been for Kevin Stefanski. And for that matter, it's going to be just as hot for Andrew Barry and, and ownership. So um, listen, I, I think it's, I do think it's good guys that we are not in a full rebuild mode. They're not looking for a new head coach. They, they feel like there are still, and there, then there, and there are, it's not that they just feel it, but there are really good players on this roster there's some big holes they have to fill. They got to figure out what they're doing on the offensive line, especially at left tackle. If that's if Jedrick Wills Jr. is the future or not, um, plenty to do on the defense that we talked about all year. I mean, it has to be revamped, doesn't it? I mean, they've got to figure out the defensive tackle situation. They need some linebackers. Secondary seems to be okay, but there are still some very big questions about this team as we head into this offseason. All right, Tom, I'm going to switch gears. Actually, I should do it this way. Tom Withers, Associated Press, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Tom, you were at the giant press conference yesterday at Progressive Field announcing the renovations that are going to take place. What would you think watching it? Uh, yeah, I mean, the renderings all look great, and it looks like it's going to be splashy. You know, it's gotten to the point, too, where they it feels like more and more what these teams ought to do is just tear out all the seats and put in high top tables and just make it the, the world's biggest sports bar. Right. I mean, that seems to be the way it's true. everything is trending now in You're sports. Wrong, right? It's all about, it's all about these social spaces and, and, 
you know, making it an experience for people that, I mean, it used to be, I'll tell you guys, everybody would want to go to the game to watch the game. Nobody goes to the game to watch the game anymore. Jeff said the same um, thing. Yesterday. Kind of, yeah. Right. It's like the, it's the, it's the ambient noise in the background, which is, you know, kind of alarming. That's not to say that there aren't baseball passionate fans out there that want to go to the game and cheer on the guardians, et cetera. But I do like what they're doing. I, I do like the, the reimagination of, uh, you know, the, uh, upper deck and right field, which needed to be done, get those shipping containers out of there. There was kind of an ugly look. And listen, the, the Terrace Club at the time in the 90s and the early 2000s was, you know, it was hip and it looked cool and the glass and all that. And now that will be reimagined as well. And I think it's um, it's in keeping with the times. I, I think the Guardians have done a really nice job in, in kind of, you know, staying with trends and kind of, you know, even, even pushing them a little bit. I mean, when they came up with that corner bar, you know, area a few years ago, everybody was like, oh, how's that going to go? Well, if you, right. if you watch the end of the season, the postseason, I mean, that was the most happening place in town. So you're going to see a little bit more of that. They're going to redo the, um, the you know, the, the dugout level. And I think the biggest thing, guys, and this is all for behind the scenes that, that you know, that we get to see in the media and fans don't is, uh, you know, the clubhouses basically haven't been touched since 1994. And so they are long overdue for an upgrade. And I think that goes a long way in helping your team, you know, feel good about themselves, not only from a you know, an aesthetically pleasing standpoint, but from a performance standpoint, I mean, you want to have the, the best equipment and the, you know, the, the best kitchen facilities and what have you for your athletes. And so I think that's a big part of it as well. So um, I, I give them props. I think they've done a really nice job in, in keeping progressive field amongst the best in baseball. I've been fortunate to have been to, you know, a, a lot of the ballparks around the country. And, and this is one the city should still be very proud of. Absolutely. Tom, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And uh, we're always reading your work in the Associated Press. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, dude. You guys have a great weekend. See you, boys. Talk to you, you as well, man. It's not news till Tom Withers says so. And, of course, he was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.